Hello, Michael. Hey, Morgan. Thank you so much for coming in today to meet with me in my office. No problem. I was coming anyway. Just get some uh, candy off of your desk. Um, the purpose of our meeting today is to relate to you, from me, that I am leaving you. Oh, that's, um, is it the podcast or you and me or? Both. All. Oh, okay. D, all of the above. Um, Feels a little harsh to do it live on the air. Uh, aren't you curious as to my leaving? No, I've pretty much been expecting it for a while now. I'm leaving you for another man. Okay. Do you want to play a game and figure out who this person is? Okay. Yes, I. boy, do I want to play a game figuring out who my replacement is. M- Mergen's new. Um, what is a word for a significant other? Bo? Um, my, my new piece of ass oh. was born on May 10th, Getting 1955. Crass. He's an American travel writer, author, and activist. Oh, I know who it is. Who do you think it is that I am leaving you for? He uh, was born the, in Barstow, California, if that's helpful at all. It kind of makes sense if it's who I think it is. Is he the, the sexiest man alive? Is he everyone's so. is he everyone's awkward dad? He is certainly he is. Rick Steves, travel writer extraordinaire. And what's the number one thing we know about Rick Steves? That he fucking loves Europe. You got a big old boner for Europe. Also, he fucks. <laughs> Start the show, Michael. Oh boy, that I, that is just for Morgan. I think I don't know if anybody else even is gonna. People know who Rick Steves is. I guess. <coughs> oh my goodness! Get those coughs out now. We need a cough button. Get Can those get coughs that? out. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, this Can is gonna be. This? Rife with editing errors because of all of Morgan's phlegmy excrement. All right. Hello, and welcome to Bad Reception. Whether the critics hated it, the audience has ignored it, or the network pulled the plug, we're here to try to make the best of bad TV. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Mike. My name is Morgan in the morning. <laughs> you already did that Morgan. one. Pick a different song. This is only like the third episode that you've been singing your your name and you already forgot to make a new song. Listen, Michael, 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 I am dying. I have pneumonia. <laughs> and... You don't. You went to the doctors today and they said that you were fine. They said, grow up, put on your big girl pants and take some medicine. Guys, um, I hate to choose this venue to um, relate to you all that I am dying. Um Michael will be coordinating with you all my funeral arrangements. Uh, I think you should um, uh, contact Rick Steves about that one, because you know what? If any of you out there have contacts with the seminal 90s group Rusted Brute, please <laughs> have them reach out to Michael. This is for sure not the first time that you've brought up Rusted Root on the podcast. Your favorite band of all time. Send Me On My Way will be playing as my ashes are scattered across the proverbial carpet to then be vacuumed up by an eight-pound auric. What's Morgan, happening right now? I have what, a fever. What is any other song by Rusted Root? Any other song? They That one where they're like... Nope. Hey, That's not them. There is no other songs. Wait, wait, wait. They have one album, wait, wait, and it's wait. 12 versions of Send Me On My Way. On Allison Road. Is that the tune? How do you do that? 
it's not the right tune. I, I don't do know. Right. I was doing, I, I was doing Jim Blossoms. I don't why know. Why did any you choose songs. that song? Why don't you choose follow me down or till I hear it from you? Or one of the big ones. What's the biggest one? Let's talk. Let, hey, hey, jealousy. Hey, hey, jealousy. Welcome to Jim Blossoms talk. Where oh, we talk can about... we start a Jim Blossoms podcast? Yes. I would totally do it. The number one podcasts for single dads and khakis. What's a good name for a Jim Blossoms podcast? Till I hear it on um, on a podcast. Boo. Uh, found out found out about this podcast. Nothing rhymes. Allison. Um, Pod. Allison Bros. <laughs> I don't even get that. What does that mean? It's Allison Road. But what is the pun? What are you saying at the end? Bros. I was trying to rhyme it with broad. Road. But nothing goes with road. <laughs> okay. I don't know. What are we doing? Michael, okay. we've lost everyone. Morgan, we are the focus. Si- the, the downloads are down. They are. That is true. We are sinking. I can't imagine why. We're hemorrhaging cash. We need to rally <laughs> the t- the troops. That would mean that we had an overabundance they of it. They need to always be podcasting. Am I right? Get everybody in here. Get Jeremy in here. Get Lucas in here. Get Fanny with the weird eye. I want to talk to everyone. We okay. need to bring up morale. We need to rally. We need to bring the listeners back into our fold. What can we do? What sells? What do people want to listen sex. to? Sex. sex we need more sex. How are we going to achieve that? I'm not going to do that on the podcast. <laughs> okay, Morgan, are you ready to focus and yes. get get this thing going? Yes. All right. In over the years, and you know this better than most. I don't even know what we're doing. I know. I th- okay, sorry. This was my this preamble. This was the lead-in. Sorry. There have been many <clears throat> feuds between brands. You got Coke and Pepsi. You know that one all too well. I know it way too well. You got Microsoft and Apple. You got Burger King, McDonald's. That's right. And you also got Nintendo and... Boop, 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 boop. Sony. Well, more recently. Atari. Less recently. Xbox. Sexbox. We're back on it, guys. Nope. We got Sega. Is this Sonic the Hedgehog the cartoon? It's a Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Is it Sonic and Tails? I don't know who's on it. Sonic is on it. But you know what? He probably must have brought a shovel because this show is called Sonic Underground. Play the techno... Are you high? Play the techno music. Is that techno? Mm -hmm. Did I do it? You did it right. Did I do a techno? Um, Yeah. So this show is called Sonic Underground. It is pretty infamous for being, like, completely crazy and has nothing to do with Sonic. It's the third Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon to be produced, and it was met with mostly negative reaction. It only lasted one season. What year is this? This is from the year of our Lord, 1999. (laughs) Oh, that's late for a Sonic vehicle. I mean, Sonic is still big. We well, have, I know we're we about to have about a, to have a Sonic the Hedgehog movie starring on our hands. Benny Schwa. Um, yeah, but I mean, but I feel like there was probably a good lull between. I don't think so. The I early nineties. I don't think and Sonic has now. ever died down. I think mm-hmm. Sonic has always been huge. That's like Mario. Like, did Mario go away? Mari, no. 
And I'm sorry for our East Coast listeners. That was Mario. No, we will. We, you cannot say Mario. So Sonic Underground is this based off of a game? No, it's based on nothing. So I want to tell you, I, I <laughs> without knowing too much about the show, in yes. Wikipedia it has a section under Sonic Underground called that says reception, bad reception, and. It kind of says like what people thought about it. And there's some pretty funny pull quotes from here. See, Games Radar called the show one of the absolute worst Sonic moments, criticizing extra characters and too complex a plot. AV Club panned the series, calling it one of the most artistic failures to ever end up on television and the result of several unrelated ideas forcibly smashed together into one project. There's a lot of quotes like that. So it seems like they might have been reaching too far, too hard to come up with a brand new Sonic the Hedgehog adventure. Where was this being exhibited? Oh, where I'm sure it's just like any cartoon. Like, yeah, it's, it, I think it was a Saturday morning cartoon. If if memory serves me right from reading this Wikipedia article, our Wikipedia article earlier. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say. So I'm assuming that it was just playing. It just played anywhere cartoons are played. Fox Kids. It was a Fox Kids show. Sure. Sega. Coffee. Tea. Sega. Oh, yeah. I remember those. I remember Mm -hmm. those commercials. Coffee. Tea. Sega. What was up with the 90s and their ridiculous commercials? Have you ever. Hey, this is going to turn into an Andy Rooney moment. What's the deal? That was Jerry Seinfeld that I was about to do. But do you remember like the Surge commercials and like, Mm -hmm. I feel like even the Gusher commercial. Yeah. The, the fruit heads. Yeah. What were we doing as a nation? We were trying to, to the best of our abilities, provide a visual representation of the term. Fuck yeah. And I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, Yeah. They they did definitely. uh, Also like. Attain that goal. I'm not like there probably were not that many before that, but I bet like still now this is more like just kids advertising, right? Like that the nineties was the beginning of the, or like the late eighties was the beginning of the advertising to kids thing. Mm -hmm. And we are just happened to fall right smack dab in the the middle of the heart of that. And, but I bet they still do like crazy kids commercials. We just don't watch cartoons anymore. So we wouldn't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the only thing I can think of now is watching the Disney Channel, and it, they have to very explicitly say that all the commercials are for Disney, which is an interesting thing. Like now, we're commenting on the fact that children are being mar- marketed to, right? Where that line was not there when we were coming up. No, absolutely was not. Because goddamn it, we were the consumers. We're spending our parents' cash. And they would, like, basically be like, hey, go tell your parents to to fucking buy this shit for you. Yeah. Crossfire? You don't want that fucking game. It's boring as shit, but you know you want it because that sick-ass jingle. Crossfire! And they would even advertise, like, stuff like being like, your parents won't like this. Uh You're not supposed to have it. Like, um, those creepy crawlers. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Oh, man. Guys, those were good times. Good, yeah. good. I don't know times. if they still do that. That seems like that might be too much. Yeah, I think I think there was probably some laws written to say that you can't do that. <laughs> right. You can't market that. Um, uh, what is the word I want? Like controversial. Well, and it's just like so gratuitously to to children who right. don't have. They yeah, don't they don't have the brain capacity. Bunch of idiots, dummies. Anyway, okay, so, what is this show? So 
Uh, the best that I that I can gather from a the logo, and b some of the other comments. <coughs> Holy moly! Sorry. Uh, some of the other comments on that reception article on Wikipedia is that it involves music in some way. So maybe mm, he's a part of a rock band. It's an undead rock band. Well, I don't know about the undead part. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure it's a rock band because the Sonic Underground uh, logo has a sick ass electric guitar on it. So is it? Are you sure it's a sick ass and not a dope ass? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or I'm pretty hella sure. cool. I'm, I'm or a gu- hecka cool. I'm a big guitar head, and I know all about the different types so of uh, axes, as we call them, in the guitar uh, community. But, yeah, this is this is a uh, pretty sweet But it's underground, guitar. so maybe, are we thinking, like, mole people? It's mole oh, is people? It, is it going to be literally underground? Is it, okay. Oh, are you saying this is going to be, like... Future. Oh, no. I was thinking, like, cute little creatures underground. Fuck no. Oh. I'm thinking... I well, kind of like what? the direction... No, I kind of like the direction you're going where Sonic... Ooh, this is, like... This is dark and real. Sonic is involved in, like, an underground punk scene, but it's, like, post-ravers. Uh, like, we're coming out. We're changing. We're getting out of the raver scene, and we're gonna try and revamp the punk scene of the late 80s. Okay. And so Sonic is wearing platform shoes. He's got a badass... <laughs> Wait. Um, when did punk rockers wear platform shoes? Um, I think the New York Dolls were they punk? Yeah, but I mean, Those, that's, there were don't that, hey hey a, hey Michael. It sounds like you're about to put put a bunch of people into one box. I'm saying I'm maybe saying, there was the New York Dolls are a special exception because they they dress up specifically like that's their thing. But I think most punk rockers would wear uh Converse All Stars that were all torn up with safety pins in them i'm pretty sure <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't realize that you were telling your version of what the show is gonna be well listen i don't want to you know brag or anything but i was pretty deep in the punk scene back in uh my high school days so i know a thing or two about like a little band called blink 182 i was gonna say we're gonna <laughs> have to clarify with the pop punk on this <laughs> just kidding you ever heard of a band called green day yeah out of the yeah. north bay yeah. Um, uh, so I like this. I like this. He's in a band. I'm gonna say that he's got to be the lead singer and lead guitarist. Um, Just he, thinking about Sonic singing is hilarious. Oh, it's gonna happen. And I think ooh, the drummer is gonna be a porcupine, and instead of drumsticks, he's gonna just pull out his quills and he's gonna like <laughs> tread the bongos. That's how they say it. And what is he doing the during the day though? Yeah, what's his day job? What's the main like story point of this? I think the main story point is the band that they're trying to get famous, but they have to get outside of like. So this is just going to be like a Hollywood drama of them trying to succeed. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. And there's going to be people with drinking problems. No, I was going to say heroin. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking like a roly poly has got a real bad heroin addiction. Oh my God. In this episode, we're we're not going to see it on on camera or whatever you want to call it for animation Mm -hmm. but sonic's gonna go into the bathroom and then just slowly close the door and back out and he's just gonna put his hand over his face and he's gonna weep for like two minutes solid we're just gonna sit there with sonic as he's weeping because we know in that bathroom he took the biggest smelliest roly-poly is dead in that bathtub oh no from an od in the first Um, episode wow we want to apply those layers like um like a character papier mache 
I want to literally see those layers get applied. So then later on, when he emerges as a beautiful butterfly, I know the journey he's been on because I was there as those layers were, you know, developing. Right. I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I don't know what I, I'm talking about either. I appreciate it and I respect it. And that's for damn sure. Michael, what is this show about? Okay. So continuing where I left off, I'm going to say that it takes place in the not so distant future in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to live underground because of all of the nuclear fallout mm-hmm. and Sonic and his gang of misfits. And what are, are they saying, called? I don't know. What are they called, Michael? Oh, what's the name of the band? Yeah. Uh, His band is called the Sonic and the Shred Heads. Okay. And he's going to, I think, obviously, he's got to play the guitar, and it wouldn't make any sense for him not to be the lead singer. I mean, obviously. It would be cool. What if it was like, and Sonic on bass, (laughs) but he doesn't sing or play guitar? No, that's not happening. Uh, but he can play really, really fast bass. Oh, He's shit. He's like Les Claypool. Wait, real quick, real quick, though, I need to retract. It's not a porcupine playing the drums. Okay. It's a coarse t- tails playing the drums. Because then he tails. He plays both of his tails. <laughs> yeah. He's got his hands and then both of his tails are going to. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we're saying tails is going to be on here? Yeah. Okay. What are other Sonic characters? I don't even know. Do- Dr. Robotnik? Yep. I don't and... think that he's in it. I don't think that this features the uh, evil villain, Dr. Robotnik. I think it's going to have a new villain. Doctor. No. No. Professor. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyber. Man. No. Face. Detective Cyberman face. Okay. I like it. Evil Detective Cyberman face. And that's Sonic's new nemesis. They're underground. Mm-hmm. And they have to uh, fight evil ninjas evil ninjas that have been mutilated not mutilated well maybe they've been mutated (laughs) by the radiation Mm -hmm. and they were once human beings but are now something else probably animal based since we are in this sonic world i'm gonna need you to be what are other sonic enemies like what do you kill in sonic the hedgehog you kill like bees and stuff right well, there's wasps, but they're, I think, I think they're robots. I don't think they're actually ros- ro- rosps? wasps. Wasps. I think well, they're Well, you all... know what? In Sonic Underground, it's, they're not robots anymore. They are mutants. Yeah, because I think he's protecting, it's like, it's like a, a message of environmentalism. Oh, he's trying to save the beautiful lands yeah. of uh that's how Sonic I always world. took it. And that's, you got all these, this technology, because isn't, do, does, when you kill Dr. Robotnik, aren't there like bunnies and chickens and shit that are released? Probably. Bunnies and chickens. Guys, we do not know what we're, we're talking about. We're pretty hardcore gamers, so we know all <laughs> of the ins and outs of Sega Genesis. Uh, ask me to name more than two. Morgan, name more than two. You've got Sonic the Hedgehog. You've got Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That is it. That's all the games you know? That's all the games for Sega. You don't know Super Mario Brothers? No, for Sega. Oh. Well, I mean, Mortal Kombat's not like an exclusive to Sega Wasn't it, though? Definitely not. Because that's what I remember when I was five... So uh, my room, my mom. Okay, whatever. Well, the on Sega, Mortal Kombat had more blood because Nintendo yeah. would not allow the blood on the home. That's console. what I remember. I remember watching that as a five-year-old and being like, "What the fuck?" It's because Sega. That's was, what I said at five. Right, I believed you. Mm-hmm. Sega uh, was the more like punk rock 
like we don't play by your rules. They were the they were the ones that were advertising being like your parents don't want you to have this video game system because it's got blood and probably boobs and stuff. But it doesn't, but they were trying to push that. Well, Sonia had cleavage. Yeah. And, and then you could imagine when she would do her signature move, those boobies were falling out of her. Mm-hmm. Well, they were, you know, live action mocap, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was also when Sega CD came out, had a little game called Night Trap. And although I don't think it actually featured nudity, it did feature sexual situations. And it had, I believe, Corey Haim. Anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog under the ground. Give me one specific thing real quick that we're going to get in this episode. Ooh, obviously, Sonic is going to crowd surf. Well, at the end of this episode, he's going to put on a big show and he's going to crowd surf. Okay. I like it. I'm going to say that there's going to be a scene in which... uh, We see his donger. No. God, Morgan, grow up. Uh, Where he uses... He has like a ginormous... Donger. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, He has a very... (laughs) Stop. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) No, but you're like waiting to pounce on whatever I say. An amplifier. A very large amplifier. And he uses the sound waves of his super, super fast, obviously, because he's Sonic, super fast guitar solos. And he uses the sound waves of it to defeat the enemies, to knock them down. I could be like, wow, and it'll send a sound wave. And that wasn't super fast, but you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, that was actually particularly slow. And I'll send uh, sound waves to knock over all the evil mutant ninjas. Do you agree? Donger. Are we going to watch the pilot or are we going to watch any of the other 39 episodes? I kind of like the idea of not watching the pilot. Just jumping in. Well, what episode? There is no 69. Only 40 episodes. That is something. Is there any other hilarious numbers? It's not hilarious. Let's do 13. Oh, unlucky number. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is episode 13? Let's see real quick. (laughs) Um, It's called Come Out Wherever You Are. And... Oh, I do. When we come back, I want to I want to read a little bit of the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog character breakdown from Wikipedia because it's pretty funny. All right. We're going to watch Sonic Underground and we'll be right back, hopefully, with most of our sanity left. Donger. Sonic. Let's jam before they ran. Sonia. Now you're really going to see road rage. The Sonic Underground is at your service. It's Sonic Underground. Hedgehog! Sonic Underground. Weekdays at 10, 9 central on Disney XD. It's Sonic. One, two, three, and we're... Nope, lost it. Back, back, and we're back. All right. All right. Morgan... You better break out the mop because my brain just melted all over the floor. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. I pissed myself. <laughs> or that you, uh, <laughs> this cartoon made you feel things because it made me feel things. Yep. In my lady parts. Yeah, we watched Sonic Underground and it made mm-hmm. us feel things. Mm-hmm. Um, Where do we start? Where do think, we start? So just up top. This is Sonic meets Star Wars meets <laughs> what's a show? Meets it's more like He Man or something. 
Well, they were doing a lot of, I don't know, there was some, I mean, He-Man and Star Wars, there were some Star Star Wars parallels in there. Yeah, it's kind of like Star Wars because it's like a fantasy slash sci-fi. And they're talking about like the rebels, but they're calling them freedom freedom fighters and Mm -hmm. they're up against like a dark force, which I know is a trope for many stories, but I just, it felt like it felt like to me, the nerdy writers were like, let's do something Star Wars-y. Like Sonic, but Star Wars. Yes. I didn't get that much of a Star Wars vibe from it, but uh, I, I could see it now that you mention it. Yeah, for sure. It also meets... It also meets uh, ADD, crazy Saturday morning cartoon nonsense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And making the band starring <laughs> Sean Puffy Combs. Oh, boy. Uh, do we want to More see like it now? Gem. It's actually a lot like Gem. It is like Gem. I was like, what? There's a lot of cartoons centered around Listen, building a band you, it is like gem you know that i can't get through an episode without bringing up my favorite cartoon mm-hmm. gem it's truly truly outrageous um i also want to say up top because do we wait we might want to wait what? do we want to say it this I has an all-star cast in it oh we should probably just get right into that so ooh, we were hearing it a little i was hearing it a little bit with the sonic character but it wasn't until we introduced his sister sonia that we were like oh no 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 that is 1,000% this person. Yeah. As Who was soon it? as literally the first words that she says, I was like, that's motherfucking Urkel. Yeah. That's Steven Urkel. Just a minute, Buster. Sonic may be impatient and impulsive, but he's braver than anyone I've ever met. Yeah. No, this, there's no way that Jaleel White is not all up in this. And guess what? He most certainly is. And he's doing, you're going to have to put a Sonya bite in here because we're not joking. He's doing literally it's, Urkel. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Higher. higher. It is higher. It is higher. But, right. but the the cadence, the tone in which he talks and the way that and he that talks. And that lisp. You hear that lisp come through. It is exactly Steve Urkel. And oh, it boy. is so distracting that I there's no way I could possibly watch this show without just... It, it makes it even funnier because it's supposed to be the the feminine character. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be super cool and like a babe. Yeah. And it's Steve Urkel. His yeah. voice is coming out of her. <laughs> it doesn't. It's so distracting. All right. So this show up top opens up with the most badass uh, opening credits and theme song I've ever heard in my life. I name one song tops this, and I can tell you right now it doesn't. It's one of the best theme songs for I've, sure. It's amazing. It, I had never actually heard it, but I did know about the show that it has like a famous like like it's a famously awesome theme song. It sounds very, very much like they are uh, big fans of Iron Maiden, especially with like the storyline and everything. Like it is just like this epic fantasy thing that they're mm-hmm. turning into like a song. you think about the song morgan uh i think first of all super super catchy and second of all more importantly it gives you all of the, the exposition exposition that you could possibly need so we learn very quickly and in, in a sick ass punk ass way rock ass way mm-hmm. that okay here we go here's the story there is a very special hedgehog who we later learn is named queen athena she gives birth to triplets, Sonic, Manic, and Sonia, 
which by the way, why Sonia, where we're talking about Sonic being like a Sonic boom, manic, fast. Why not Swifty? Because it's just, why the, not? The, it's the girl version of Sonic. It's lazy. Just go pick up a thesaurus today. But they were like, um, if we just change the C to an A, then it's a girl's name. Yeah, but you, you're that's lazy. It you is. could have come up speedy something. <laughs> I don't know. Rapidy, rapido. I don't know. Come back to me. Okay, so we she gives birth to these three hedgehoggies, mm-hmm. and then something happens. It's unclear to Princess Queen Athena, Alina, Amidala. Alina, Queen Alina. And she gets separated from her hedgehogs, and her hedgehogs are up against this robotic dark force um it's dr robotnik it, he's the darth vader if you will and they've they're that they've been basically orphaned and they've there's a prophecy set that these three have to save the world basically right and they need to when they do that they'll reunite with their mother mm-hmm. so that's the exposition yeah so i read the i read the backstory because we didn't watch the pilot so i just wanted to wait, wait, catch up and sorry. see what the uh the song ends with they made a vow their mother soon will be found sonic underground continue <laughs> okay we did need to get that in there i needed to say it uh so yeah the story basically is it's basically just what morgan said uh dr robotnik has like basically enslaved the population after the the removal of queen alina and (laughs) thanks thank you for the correction thank you and uh he turned anybody who like tried to go against him into robots that have no free will Mm -hmm. and the rest of the people who didn't want to get turned into robots are basically like sniveling little like oh we're afraid of dr robotnik we'll do whatever you say and then there's also like the like rich people that he just lets do whatever they want because they give him lots of money. And I think that's like Bartleby Bartleby. Yeah. Who we will introduce you to later. Uh, but what I wanted to mention from the Wikipedia uh, description, which we did not get, I mean, we saw in action a little bit, but I want to tell you a little bit about their weaponry. Okay. So the Oracle of Delphius, which is the, <laughs> Their prophecy, I guess, that says that they're gonna they're gonna find their mom and yes, Michael. That says they're gonna find their mom and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, reunite and become the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, I don't know what they're they're called something the four something. Uh, they have these medallions, and the medallions can change into musical instruments. Why I don't know. Oh, yeah. They're always musical instruments, aren't they? Oh, no, I guess they wear them around their necks. Well, they wear them around their necks, and then they touch them, and then it glows, and then the, and then they the, turn into, the, the instruments materialize. In front these of instruments can also be used as weapons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sonic's medallion is an electric guitar. Yes. It's also a three... Triple-headed guitar. <laughs> three-headed guitar. Because there's triplets. Okay, but that's still ridiculous. Uh, Sonia's medallion is a keyboard that also functions as a smoke machine, which... Yeah. Yes, it does. Well, if you're going to play the keyboard in a rock show, you need to have a smoke machine. And Manic's medallion is a drum set that can be used as an earth controller with symbols that can deflect laser fire. In addition to all of those things, they can all be used as laser guns. So those are some pretty handy medallions to have. I don't know why on earth they turn into musical instruments. Because they're killing them with the power of music. And they can also be used as regular musical instruments yeah. on top of that because they do play in a band. Do you know what their band's name is? Manic Panic. Satanic Manic Panic. 
No, that would be better. The name of the band is Sonic Underground. Oh, <laughs> uh, why does he get to have his name? Why is that the name of their band? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're that makes because they are underground. Mm-hmm. We do learn because um, they because they're part of this. They're royalty, I guess, and part of this prophecy dictates that they're these these triplets are going to rise up against the machines um they have rage to live against the machines. they're going to rage against that machine um they have to live in a life that's like shrouded by secrecy yeah because otherwise dr robotnik will come and kill him yeah but he wants to get those little hedgehoggies he wants to get them he wants to get those little hedgehoggies all right okay now that we got a little bit of backstory let's get into this actual episode okay so this episode opens up with dr robotnik in a very fancy palace with a lion man named bartleby and we learn that they've got a plot afoot something is afoot wait bartleby's not a lion what is he he's a mink the other they're they're like they're like a, it looks like a fucking lion no the other guy looks like a lion they're they're a guy that like they makes both their... look like cats i wrote them both down as lions okay keep they going. look the same to me anyway so bartleby has said that he set up a debutante ball debutante is going to be hilarious later on to eight and nine-year-olds <laughs> And Dr. Robotnik is like, excellent. <laughs> what does he say? The trap is set. Because we <laughs> learn that Sonia has been sent. This is kind of all a plot to lure Sonia to the castle, mm. to this debutante ball, because they want to trap her. Keep and her. so we cut to Sonia's reading the invitation. Well, they get the invitation, and Sonic is trying to read it, and he's like, the de-butt-taunt, or whatever, taint. And this is when I, taint, and this is when I wrote down Urkel in yeah. big letters. We had to stop down and get we had to, to the We had to make it. sure, because it was like... It was so distracting. That's either somebody doing a dead-on Urkel, <laughs> or that's Julia White, and it was, in fact, Julia White. Also, M- Maurice LaMarche is all over this, doing a whole bunch of people's mm-hmm. accents. Um, yes, and all of it seems like all of the characters are are doing uh, classic film actor impressions, which got, I think is mostly Maurice Lamarche. Probably, yeah. He's doing Vincent Price. He's doing Peter Lorre. Mm-hmm. He's doing. He's definitely uh, doing James a Peter, Mason. Peter Lorre one. Something happens here where we're so we're introduced to Sonic Manic and Sonia. Sonia, of course, is a girl. Therefore, she is a pink Sonic. Mm-hmm. Sonic is blue. Has we know that. Manic is green, and Manic's voice is Jaleel White doing his best um, surfer dude. I guess like, I don't know. It's more like the attitude. It's he doesn't have lazy. He doesn't really have a a distinct voice. He more just like the way that he acts is like he's the rebellious one. His sonic. He's voice the is, Michelangelo. Let's just face it. His sonic voice is obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it's just kind of like a, he's not a great voice actor. He's not. There's a couple of the line reads where I'm like, we are we I gonna take that again? That's yeah. how we're doing it. He, they shouldn't have asked him to do three voices because he doesn't really succeed at any of them. No, we love you, Jaleel. If you want to reach out, we will get you on the show immediately because you are a big part of my childhood. And, and we don't even have to talk about Steve Urkel. No, I just we can just talk, talk about you. Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about Stefan. <laughs> that was a big part of my... Uh... Sexual awakening? Yes. Yeah. Me too. Um, <laughs> and so from here, then we get sucked into a sideline story with the lion. 
Mm-hmm. The, His name like, is Cyrus. Cyrus? Cyrus, yeah. Uh, he's like their Q. He's like the guy that makes their weaponry and stuff, mm-hmm. their their gadgets. And he starts to explain something that I was not getting. It way too complicated. Dr. Robotnik made uh, some sort of device that's turning people into uh, robots, right? Yeah. So this is the it's, plot of Sonic, though, right? That's what his whole thing is. He's enslaving people by turning them into robots and he can control them. Yeah. Uh, when I was watching it, like, it, it kind of says, like, that people were upset because they're deviating from the Sonic storyline. But it, I'm made, like, it made more sense. It seemed like they were really laying the foundations for what the Other than is. that, it, it seems like maybe, like, a different world that it's set in. Like, the characters all seem pretty much the same. I don't know. I mean, it, it, there's no tails or Knuckles or anything. Yeah, but, but the, the general consensus of the bad guy and what their Sonic is trying to do. Like, yeah, in the he's game, trying he's to trying stop to free. Dr. Robotnik yeah. and turn people into robots. It's all there, guys. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, um. Well, you gotta hate uh so they cirrus comes up with a <laughs> okay so for that for that design <coughs> sorry i'm so sorry to everyone <laughs> okay. i swear by next week it's gonna be better they dr robotnik's design is a big airplane that's controlled by a organically grown brain which makes no sense because then they go on to say like all the robotic parts that are put into it well it's controlled by the brain it's not just a big brain oh Okay. They have like this, like, it looks like the, the canisters that the ooze from the Ninja Turtles comes in, mm-hmm. but it has a brain inside of it. And then they, they have a, cause they have a, a, a laser projection of it that he's showing them. Yeah. How, how did they get the schematics to Do- Dr. Don't Robotnik's uh, special secret plane? It. I don't know. But he's don't like, and the, the most important part is to have this super, uh, but it has to be grown in a laboratory brain that can control it so that it can know what people are people and what people are robots i don't know why you need this specific thing for that it doesn't really ever come into play they don't need like find that brain and destroy it or anything i don't think well is that what's shown at the end maybe i don't know this show is i don't know it's too much it's too much anyway they're like hey so we developed this our own super plane that for some reason can only be controlled and what is it called michael i don't know it's called the predator oh okay our super secret predator plane and it can only be controlled with one of those things that when you go to the amusement park they strap you in and it will it's turn a you gyroscope in. yeah gyroscope it can only be controlled with that for some reason and it's and it's like a, a drone because you can't be inside of it i guess but inside of it is a bunch of people remember yeah because they were like oh because they need it so they're going to take this plane to the debutante ball rescue all the people yeah that they took yeah, without and then and bring them back, but without like killing them in the airplane. Exactly, and they they're expecting that Doctor Robotnik is going to have a bunch of security measures put in place, so like lasers that are going to be shooting at it. So you have to be able to be nimble enough piloting it to where you can avoid the lasers and without not kill killing everyone. all the people. But why does that mean that they couldn't be in the plane? Why did they have to do it remotely from a gyroscope? Michael, why are you asking questions? <laughs> it's just stupid. At this point, at some point in this scene, um, Sonic looks directly into the fake camera and says, I don't know why he's responding with this, but he says, Our chili dogs, a basic food group, and then we get a guitar wipe. And it's like, bow, 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 and it yeah. was pretty amazing. All the scene Left trend, an impression. On all me. the scene transition. Blah. All the scene transitions are the same. It's just an electric guitar sting and then a guitar wipe. And it's the same one every time. So then uh, they have to go near Dr. Ramat next place for some reason. And Sonia has been holding her invite 
and she's daydreaming about I guess so there is backstory where she and Bartleby are a thing. I do like this. Mm-hmm. So I do like this. So Bartleby, we are shown at the very beginning of this episode. I lost my notes. I'm gonna grab it with my toe real quick. Just grab it. We are shown at the beginning that Bartleby is in cahoots with Dr. Robotnik. Oh, I lost my place. But it's more like that But yeah, but he's doing but I like the fact that it's not like he's just a bad guy. He's doing what he can to get by because that's what I was going to say. Like he's not, he's helping him because he doesn't have a choice. I love that aspect for mm-hmm. a children's cartoon because we do learn that it seems like Bartleby really does love Sonia. Yeah. But if he, if he does like help out, if he lets Dr. Robotnik know that he's helping the rebellion and Dr. Robotnik's going to kill him. So yeah. he's got to do what he can to survive. I love it. I love it. So she's daydreaming. She's daydreaming about being at this fancy, fancy ball and a fancy, fancy dress. Right. The boys are like, a dance. Ew. And, and she's, she's like, like, I'm a girl, so I love dances. Yeah. We're doing a lot of girls are very one way in this show. But I'll forgive it for this. Um, but she's daydreaming about being pretty and getting twirled around. And then she comes to and there's a giant robot man in front of her. It looks just like a uh, Sentinel from the X-Men cartoon. Don't know what that means. It looked like a Transformer from the commercials <laughs> for the movie. It looks like a Sentinel. Of it's Optimus even purple Prime? and red. Isn't Optimus Prime? He's a Transformer. Red? Okay. Anyway, she gets kidnapped. Hedgehog naps. <laughs> and then this is where things start happening. And I could not, like my brain, I was felt, I felt like I was having a fever dream. I could not keep up what it's was happening. It's literally impossible to follow. It is just crazy nonsense. It was, it's literally just put together to distract children from bothering their mother for 22 minutes. Okay, I'm just going to, yeah, I don't think we need to go by this beat by beat. So they basically, the, the she goes and talks to Bartleby and is like, hey, we I want to go to this debutante ball. She doesn't go and talk to Bartleby. Yeah, she does. When? And then he's like, yeah, we'll wear a mask. No. That's Sonic? Sonic. Okay. Sonic goes and does it and he does that funny gag where you oh have my gosh, mustache, Michael. I, how, how dare you? How could I forget? You? So, Sonic goes as dis- in disguise as fucking Mario. Uh, by the way, Sonya does get rescued by, um, before we move on, sorry, I do want to quickly say this. She does get rescued by Sonic in a very, they did not do a good job of keeping this person captive. Um, Sonic rolls up at this point and they, they touch their medallions and they escape narrowly by mm-hmm. playing their music. And it was pretty sweet. Now, let's go. Oh, yeah. She plays the thing and the keyboard it smokes every it smokes everybody up yeah and he shoots him with his guitar it was but they don't play them i mean she does play like organ music which is like that's not rock and roll um i mean i guess it's kind of rock and roll (laughs) and just to remind our listeners if you want to know what is rock and roll please write it to michael yes he will tell you what is rock and roll listen you can feature an organ in rock and roll music (laughs) but just playing an organ like you're in a fucking (laughs) baseball game is not it was more creepy castle music from mario okay uh but it was not heavy metal guitar riffing no absolutely not opening credits i was not expecting yeah it didn't feel like meatloaf was gonna come out and And they really weren't playing like a song or anything like sonic doesn't play anything no it's just we're doing random chords yeah i thought it would be cooler if they just started rocking out sonic underground style but no they saved that for the album of course (laughs) here we are again mike and morgan being monday quarterback monday Monday morning morning quarterback. quarterback 
Anyway, so yeah, Sonic dresses up. He's got a giant ginger mustache on. It's pretty sweet. And he's also wearing overalls. And so I was like, is this a Mario reference? I felt like it was. It's gotta be. Yeah, that's their jab. So he's pretending to be the gardener. And then Bartleby's like, hey, fucking gardener dude, can you turn off the freaking leaf blower, man? I'm trying to have a conversation or whatever he's doing. And then sonic walks over and he's blowing everything into his house and he's like hey stop doing that halt and then sonic stops and immediately he's like sonic and then sonic's like yep it's me there is absolutely no other reason why why is he dressed up like a gardener no we don't know just because it's it's funny it's funny um he does say before taking off his disguise i'm not here to prune your pansies which i thought was a (laughs) sexual reference and I am writing. I'm writing to Fox Kids about it. Um, we do learn that Sonic went there on behalf of his sister because his sister's been so distracted and upset. He's going to help try to get her into this debut debut taint ball. Yeah, he's, he can't. He just can't not get the word right. <laughs> Hilarious. But mostly he's saying but. That's the joke is that he keeps saying but. It truly is an evergreen joke. <laughs> it never gets old. Nope butts and farts oh yeah he's going because she when they get back to the sonic headquarters she's like all bummed wow. out wow yeah it's, it's the sonic headquarters wow michael she's all bummed out because she's like i want to go to the debutante ball and i'm, I'm so girl. sad and, and she's she, crying she cries twice in this fucking show and, which is an affront to young women and let me remind you this is urkel crying <laughs> so laura it's really fucking bad. Okay, so so Sonic, on behalf of, you know, standing up for a woman, goes to the, goes and tells him, like, hey, she really wants to go, and how can we make this happen? And then he's, and then Bartleby's like, I have an idea, because that's how he talks. Yeah, he's a fancy man, so of course, he's got to say, what, what, what? And he's got, like, kind of a British accent kind of thing going on. It's more of a Fraser accent. Or like, a, yeah, what's that? Mid-Atlantic? Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, so he's like, we can make it a debutante ball. And then so he gets... I mean, debutante. A, a masquerade ball at the pretty- debutante. He also explains what a debutante ball is, which for normal people, they would probably be like, uh, duh. But I was like, oh, I didn't know that's what that was. Because it's where, it's like where, where, a, where, a girl, where, where a woman becomes a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my sisters had a cotillion which i think yeah is i would recent. i would have known cotillion because of gilmore girls oh yeah 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 yeah. i mean i think they're kind of similar uh-huh. it's their coming out yeah thing anyway um so here bartleby gets on his mirror computer phone with dr robotnik with sonic hidden and is like oh we'll, we'll be great if we did a masquerade ball sonic meanwhile is still in his disguise <clears throat> he looks fucking sick as hell it's the best joke in the thing that he's wearing a mustache it's really funny he should always have a mustache you know what sonic actually looks pretty good with a mustache it was doing something he's the tom Selleck of cartoon characters damn Oh, Tom Selleck should have been the voice of Sonic. Oh my gosh, that would have been better. Anyway. Sonic so, should have had a more commanding voice. To have Sonic be like, hey guys, wow, it's me, Sonic. Oh, really? I want to get Jaleel on this. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> he knows. The show got canceled after one season. He I think he knows. Done, he should have done, done Stefan for Sonic. Anyway, so 
uh, Dr. Robotnik is like, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. And they both hang up and then we go to Dr. Robotnik's Robotnik's, Uh and he's like, Bartleby thinks he can fool me. He's going to sneak Sonya in in a masquerade. Why the fuck did we even have that conversation? Same as why did Sonic dress up as a character for no reason? There's a lot. I mean, I kind of like that he saw right through it. That's kind of a fun touch, because you're immediately going to be like, oh my god, how is Dr. Robotnik not going to know that that's Sonya just wearing a tiny little eye-covering mask? Mm-hmm. And then he's immediately like, no, I'm not an idiot. I'm going to know that that's Sonya. And so that was a nice little turn, I thought. So we go back to Sonya at Sonic Headhorters. Hoarders? Headhorters. So they tell Sonya... Hey, girl. But they call her sis, left and right. There could have been a drinking game and all the times they said sis. And we would be dead. Dead, Michael. Dead. Didn't, didn't notice it, but okay. They're like, you get to go to the ball. And then she goes into one of the best things that happens in this episode. Oh, this is the best thing that happens. It is Sonia singing a song called Society Girl. And it sounds like Aqua did it. Okay. I was thinking it sounds a little bit more like the the Go-Go's, but with a little bit of a 90s touch, yeah. It's that, yeah, that that electronic. It felt like it felt like it could have been an Aqua song because Aqua, that was the level of, what was the level of song? Like the, what's the word I want? <laughs> the content that Aqua is delivering was not exactly sophisticated. <clears throat> you want to fight me on this? No. Um, but I do like Aqua. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. That song is the slap. Yeah, there's some good ones. There's some jammer tamers. Dr. Jones. Uh, let's play a little bit of that song right, right here. Right here. Unless I couldn't find it. And then, just imagine what that song would have sounded like. That's not how it went. It's no. I did it better. <laughs> you did it better. Uh, what is that tune that you just did? Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, call it. Oh, the one that I did. Society Girl. I don't know. Sounds like something. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Probably is. Probably is. The song is is a jam and is really catchy. And I guess this must be like a recurring thing. Like every episode they have a, one song. Yeah. I want to know what Manic sounds like. Yeah, that is true. I want to know what they all sound like. But also, it's not a practical song. Like, the, it is a uh, inside of her head, it, she just starts singing. Yeah. And it's we're getting, not. It is like Pokemon 1996 level craziness where I was genuinely concerned that I was going to go into a seizure. Yeah. It's, yeah. The Oh, the music video. Yeah. In quotation it. marks. Yeah. Where there's like lasers and it's such fast cuts where I was like, mm, this is not good for my brain. It is definitely crazy flashing nutsoid. And then it keeps like cutting to like static and stuff. I was yeah. like, what the hell is going well, on? Well, and it was like going into like a mat. Yeah, it kept like they would turn into a bunch of smaller frames uh-huh. and then like But the back the out. mat itself looked like those uh old school trapper keepers with like lasers and like nondescript yeah. dark background. Not the best thing to try to describe on a podcast, but you guys, you guys know you guys get it. You guys anyway she's very excited to go to this thing and then so we got two more notes left and i know we probably got about 10 minutes so this is good no there's not that much more um so she goes to the ball and has a ball 
There's a uh, announcer man. What is that called? A herald. A herald. Maybe. When they're so there, he's introducing the people as they come in, and she's dressed up in her mask, covering just her eyeballs. And yeah, very clearly, a hedgehog is in a dress, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And he's like introducing the people, and this is when he's doing James Mason, and he's like, um, and now introducing uh the Mr. Bartleby and whatever fake name the Sonia gave. But then Sonia goes, and passes a note to him. And then he's like, oh shit, it's Sonia. Princess Sonia, Michael. Get her title right. She's a princess. uh, And then Dr. Robotnik shows up and he's like, seize her. So again, yet a motherfucking again, there's a ruse that is just immediately discarded. Why did they even bother? Because a six-year-old brain, (laughs) the frontal cortex has not been fully formed, so they cannot fully grasp a complex... I don't fucking know that they're lazy. But, like, why? It's not even like uh, Dr. Robotnik was like, wait a second, I know what's going on. (laughs) She just straight up is like, no, don't use my fake name, use my real name, because I'm a badass and I don't give a shit. And she calls Dr. Robotnik dr robotnik and i just realized i said it twice the same way yeah. robotnik robotnik and it's pretty good anyway so it's pretty um, much the only joke they have is just saying but yeah yeah anywho um so robots show up to surround sonia but oh what happened they're all frozen and we're like it's gotta be sonic and manic doing this but it's not up from a balcony there's a shadowy figure and we're like for a second we could be like oh who the fuck is this let's build some mystery no immediately the hedgehogs are like mom mm-hmm. it's mom queen is amidala it's queen amidala padme is here save the day once and then again she's like, but she's shrouded in darkness so we never see her and then she throws something. What does she throw? She throws. Oh, that's the box she throws. She throws a box thing. Mm. I don't know. I think I might have passed out here. Yeah. I think like at a certain point, your brain just shuts off. I taking don't in new information. recall much happening. Something happens. And then for some reason, oh, they get, they get Sonya out, snuck out so she can go operate the, the ship thing. And then we have Sonic and Manic dressed up as Sonya to keep distracted. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I guess that's the thing is, like, they all brought the same dress so that they could dress up. And then... They're three different colors. I know. That's what I was saying. Like, that's so dumb. Sonic is blue. Manic is green. She's pink. She's a girl. Why would she be blue? Yeah, they should have at least, like, like painted themselves pink or something or put on pink makeup or something. It doesn't make any sense that they would think that that was her. You can see very clearly it is not. Anyway... Uh, we forgot about the scene where they're all practicing flying the uh, oh yeah the plane, and both Sonic and Manic. Manic. Uh, I was like Spike. Uh, Manic can't. Spike would have been good for his personality. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been better than Manic because he's not really very manic. Well, I think it's to reference that they're speedy. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, there, there's a scene where. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I agree. You hear me. And you affirm me. 
Correct. Ooh, NyQuil's kicking in. Yeah, Morgan took NyQuil before we recorded the second part. Oh, boy. I thought it might be a bad idea, and she thought it was a great idea. I can feel it now. And that that was the part where you get to fight it, and you start getting real crazy. So Mm -hmm. we'll see how this goes. Mm -hmm, We're almost mm -hmm. done. Anyway, so so she rescues everybody. She flies them out. They distract them. And then I guess when they catch them, they're like, wait a second, you're not Sonya. And they're like, nah, we were, we all wore the same dress. Oopsie. And somehow got get out of that predicament. And we end with them opening up a box that I think the queen threw at them mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. when she mm-hmm. froze the robots. Mm-hmm. And inside, there's a necklace with a heart on it. And it says, like a letter to Sonya saying, like, I wore this at my first debutante. Aw, oh, cute Aww. fucking credits. Let's get the fuck out of here. And then the credits are Sonic. The head out. They don't actually sing in the Sonic final credits, but So that's it. That's Sonic Underground. We watched it and as much as we love to make fun of bad TV, we also believe every show has a silver lining, and that's why we always have to find something that we genuinely, unironically enjoyed. It's time to say something nice. <laughs> All right, Morgan, I hate to have you go first because you're for sure going to pick the thing that I want to say. I don't know. But go first. Uh, I really liked the music. God damn it. (laughs) It was a lot of fun and it felt like a lot of effort was put into it. It genuinely, that theme song genuinely felt like uh, peak uh, cartoons, like gummy bears. You got a banger. Uh, Tailspin, you got a banger. Ducktails, banger. Got a banger. Chippendale, Rescue Rangers. Left and right bangers. And this like felt like it took those bangers and elevated it. It is kick ass. I'm gonna listen to that once we end here. And even Sonya's song is a lot of fun. And if you're familiar with like the Transformers movie, (laughs) it kind of reminds me of that too. Like this like really bombastic over the top uh, rock and rock and roll simp like pop metal uh kind of kind of song but it's very like knowing like it knows that it's being a throwback cheesy metal song yeah and which makes it kind of fun too yeah I, yeah i thought that that i wish the show was more like the opening credits i was when the opening credits happened i was like oh this might be like super yeah, fun because even all the quick cuts of the exposition felt like a story that moved and was really engaging the story i mean it, the story definitely moved but it was so frenetic that it was hard to keep up yeah, Where I, mean, I think you have to be six years old to really appreciate it. You really have to be able to forgive about every three minutes. Oh boy, Jaleel, my boy, if you were not in this, I'd probably enjoy it a little bit better. It was so distracting. It was ridiculously distracting here every time you had to hear Urkel talking as a, a little hedgehog girl. Anyhow, I guess she's a woman now because she had her debutante. Yeah, uh, she's a woman, Michael. I'll think about that. Dun, 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 dun. that You'll you? be a woman soon. I'm not a hedgehog. <laughs> All right, so my turn to say something nice. You took the music. Well, I will at least second that the music in this was super solid. Other than that, I will say that I enjoyed... Uh... I I kind of liked the the world that they created. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a a way darker version of Sonic. Like Sonic is kind of like known for being like really bright. 
and uh, colorful. Mm-hmm. And this was definitely more bordering on the post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Without ever actually saying it, but all the places they go to are like dark and desolate and like <laughs> look like crumbling third world countries and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to watch more episodes to see how how that structure is all how it gets laid out. Because mm-hmm. that is interesting. You do. I there there's like some nuances to the story that I I think is yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of like kids story. What, sorry, what they were saying in the reviews that we were reading were saying they were saying like it's too complicated for mm-hmm. for what it's supposed to be. And I could actually kind of see that, like if they were doing like this really big world building, like oh, and Doctor Robotnik has overtaken and is becoming the uh, the dictator over everything. Yeah, and all the aristocrats. Uh, aristocats aristocrats <laughs> aristocrats and where are the aristocrats uh and all the aristocrats are like marionette puppets in mm-hmm. his hands there's there's a lot of layers there yeah they're def- they like some it's almost like les mis mm-hmm. yeah a little bit mm-hmm. so that it's kind of cool that they were that ambitious with it um i mean really this is just what the reviews were saying which is that it's it's a cool ambition it was a cool idea to try but it definitely uh, maybe overreaching what we want from a Sonic <laughs> cartoon. Yeah. If you were like a kid that just wanted to watch, I just like Sonic games. I want to see him run around and get rings. There are no rings in this. There are absolutely no rings. But in this episode. In this episode, anyway. Uh, also, chipmunks. as dumb as it is, I do like them fighting with their musical instruments. Yeah. And I wish that there was more. And I super wish that they played their music while they're defeating the people. Oh, I don't. They're singing a song. Yeah. Their, their music should be like, oh, they're coming to get us. And then they're like, we are rocking up your buttholes. We are going to shoot you with our lasers. It, you can just use that verbatim and you can have that. I'm putting it out there for mm-hmm. you to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, Do a super cut. Even though that was just Captain Planet, the, <laughs> the tune from Captain Planet. Anyway, also another great theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it? Do you have anything else to say about Sonic Underground? Did it live up to your, oh, would you watch another episode? It's Did it live up to your dreams? And would you watch another episode? It exceeded my dreams for sure because I was expecting something kind of boring. Um, I might. Uh, it's on stars. Oh yeah, this is yet another random old kids cartoon that's on hey stars. Guys, if you like random kids cartoons, Heathcliff is on there. Also, um, the sequel and any other subsequent sequels that were. VHS release only movies, those are all on stars too. Not the impetus, just the subsequent movies. What are you talking about? Like there's like a whole bunch of like something something two, something oh, something yeah. five right. all over that. Species two through four is there. Is yeah. it first species? Species there? is also on oh, there, but well, they do have a lot of series. They have all the Tremors movies. They have oh, now we're just promoting Hey you guys, guys subscribe to stars. stars. Um yeah. This, this week's sponsor is brought no. <laughs> I wish we were sponsored by stars. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Um anyway, uh yeah, I could see. It was like it was entertaining enough. Um I could see like if Josh's kids came over, I'd be like, "Let's watch this." Yeah. Oh, I'm I'd be okay sitting here watching 1000% sure that his kids watch this show. Josh's youngest loves Sonic. Yeah. Faux show, I would I would definitely say that that kids would be in it. Into it. Would I did it live up to my dreams? First of all, I'm going to say not quite. I was I was kind of hoping that this would be more to the max, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it was already like so much for my brain to handle as is, but it wasn't epic enough. I wish there was more rock and roll, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. 
Number two, would I watch another episode? About five minutes in, I was like, I might, I might like go back and watch a couple of these and see how this story goes. By the end of this episode, I was like, I think I'm good on watching Sonic Underground. But like you're saying, if there were children watching it and it was like, I was in a situation where I was forced to watch something that I don't really want to see, this wouldn't be the worst thing. Mm -hmm. It's pretty entertaining. And I I wouldn't mind knowing more about this universe and seeing what's happening. So I guess it's a soft, a, a mega ultra soft. Yes, I might watch another one. Morgan, it's time to cut the shit. What do you got to recommend this week? Since this episode is brought today by stars, I'm going to recommend something I've already recommended before, but season two of American Gods has just now been released. Have I watched the first episode of season two? I have not. Will I? Absolutely. That first season, I don't know what it is. I know that Mike was only kind of lukewarm on it. No, I, was, I liked it, but you just you like, liked it fine. Love but it. I don't know what it was about it. I don't know. I don't know if it's the story. I don't know if it's the performance or the world building around it, but there's something that I genuinely was like, this is something super original and something that I love. So if you haven't seen the first season of American gods, go back and watch it. (laughs) I'm about to pee myself. Okay. We're almost done. We're almost done. I'm going to recommend this week. Do you need to go? (laughs) No, I'm going to recommend this week that you you know what just go play sonic the hedgehog the original sega genesis game you can also get it on your phone which is how i've become more familiar with it yeah you can and specifically i think sonic the hedgehog 2 is the best one that's the first one that has tails in it and is a little bit more fun and complex than the first one is that one where it's it's like a lot more of like the you're in a robotic land i i don't know i don't Uh, remember but i think that there is definitely robotic lands in it Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i recommend sonic the hedgehog part two for the sega genesis also available on your telephone uh you can just go to the grocery store and buy those preloaded yeah it's um, you know what it's like a million years old it came out literally forty-seven thousand years ago so i'm sure you can get it for a dollar anywhere uh since i said i was gonna talk a little bit about the origins of sonic uh i'm just gonna do that real quick Mm -hmm. did you know that Sonic was aimed to be something easily drawn by children. That's one of the reasons why they made him look the way that he looks, because he's very easy to draw, which is interesting because I you see kids drawing it all the time. All the time, yeah. Like even more than Mario, because Mario's probably a little bit more difficult to draw. Now Morgan is going to try to draw Sonic. Um, some of the other things that were interesting, his boots were inspired by Michael Jackson's boots. Okay. And also the colors inspired by Santa Claus. I guess the colors of his boots. Not sure. That's yeah, I was the... going to say the blue part, maybe not so much. No, the blue is in reference to the Sega logo. He's the same color as Sega. He was specifically designed to be their mascot. And it says that he was, his attitude was based on then presidential candidate uh, Bill Clinton, his get it done attitude for the 1992 presidential campaign. There are references for this, so I'm guessing that must be documented somewhere. Uh, Oh, and he was pitched as a fictional fighter pilot that had earned the name Hedgehog due to his spiky hair and had his plane decorated with images of Sonic. And then that, that pilot retired, married a children's book author, and then wrote a series of stories about the Sonic character, which then became the plot of the first Sonic game. What? That's so complicated. That this, it, all of that is a fictional story 
that is the f- fictional origin of, of Sonic. But anyway, that's why if you play the Sonic games, the uh, the logo is a pilot, like a, a pilot's badge thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's supposed to, I, I guess it's inspired by a pretend thing that they made up. Anyway, that's a little backstory on Sonic from Wikipedia. Who knows how true that is? I just thought that was funny. Fun fact, Super cannot draw Sonic. No, but it's so simple a kid could do it. Well, I literally, I can't draw anything. That part of my brain is not there. Yeah, I suck at it too. It's underdeveloped or non-existent. All right, Morgan, I think that's going to do it for us today. Okay, I got to cough and probably go pee. Cool. I. It's always good to let people know, the I audience like, know, that we got to like go to the bathroom. What these people come back for week after week is my raw honesty. I let them know what's what. It's your honesty, if you will. Absolutely not. I think that's going to do it. Thanks for listening to Bad Reception. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad Reception Pod. I do the Twitter. Morgan sometimes does the Instagram. I feel like it. Uh, tweet at us if you have a show you'd like us to watch or if you just want to say hi. We'd like to hear from you guys. Um, links to our recommendations and more are available in the episode notes and at badreceptionpod.com. I just want to point out no one has written to have me say anything and you guys are really missing out because i got a super sexy voice right now if you could not tell um actually that reminds me Uh we did have a new review and by new i mean it came in a couple of weeks ago and i forgot to say anything (gasps) i don't even know about this it's not they didn't say to say anything on the show okay and this is from peach fuzzy it's a five-star review of course it has to be five stars um doesn't have to be the title is this is my new This is my favorite new show. Not my new favorite show. I really like this podcast. I listen to quite a few bad movie podcasts, but this bad TV podcast is something special. There's a lot of nostalgia involved, but Mike and Morgan, hey, that's me, and also you, make it ever so interesting. I really like that they're back and forth. I like their back and forth, and I don't find them at all annoying. Oh, we're not working hard enough then. And I don't find them at all annoying. I judge all of my comedy entertainment the same. If it makes me laugh out loud even once, I can... It can stay. This one's pretty fun, and I hope that it gets more traction because I would like it to stick around. Uh, it goes on, but I think that's you get the gist of it. Um, well, thank you, Peach Fuzzy. If you want to email our Gmail account, whatever that was, pod.badreception at gmail.com. And I will say whatever you want me to say. Yeah, Morgan will say something silly for you. Um, we are, of course, proud, so proud of our membership of Podfix, the Podfix network. Uh, you can follow them at Podfix and you can go to podfixnetwork.com for a full lineup of shows. So many good ones. Two girls on a bench podcast 42. Check out. I shake my head. I shake my head. Those girls, those, those women, Ladies. those, those adult women are super hilarious. Um, that's going to do it for us. I'm Mike. I'm Morgan. And that's the end of the podcast. Back here. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com.